from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 244. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. Did you get any uh, Valentine pens? Uh, I did not get any Valentine pens this mm. year. I got mm-hmm. some uh, pretty sweet Valentine's candy. So uh, Ooh, I'm a, I, I like the uh, like the strong dark chocolate stuff. So mm. I always get to, always get like a good good batch of the dark chocolate stuff. So yeah, but uh, that was about it. You know, we take it pretty easy on Valentines. We don't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's that's probably the right <laughs> the right move. It's just you know. Our birthdays yeah, and thing. Christmas and our anniversary are all too crammed together. Mm-hmm. Um, that Valentine's Day is just like we just can't. We just just can't. Yeah, like our our anniversary is in December along with Christmas. So, you know, we're rolling out some uh, some pretty yeah. pretty big things during that time. So Valentine's is just like hey, cards and candy, which is great. Just what we need. Cards and candy. So. uh How's the Valentine's Day in your inbox right now? It should be an inbox party based <laughs> on the link I just saw tweet mm-hmm. out before the show, which is, it was something interesting. Number one, Relay FM is hiring. Mm-hmm. Number two, you have a URL slash jobs on yeah. the page. Relay and FM thirdly, jobs. <laughs> you have a jobs at email address. Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you... W- when did you see this coming for our, from Relay's perspective? Like, we'll get into the pin stuff in a second, but this all just happened, what, 20, 30 minutes before we started to record? Yeah. I was like, uh-oh, Mike's going big time here. In August of 2016, we decided that we needed to hire an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a particularly busy and uh, tough Christmas season um, from mm-hmm. a workload perspective... We mm-hmm. kind of put the the gas on, and uh, if you've been hearing me talking about time tracking, this is why I started time tracking, so I could work out how many hours does it take me to do things that we think an assistant could help me do, mm-hmm. um, and we're confident that we have the amount of hours that we wanted, um, and we've now put up a, a job posting for an administrative assistant, and it's at relay.fm slash jobs. Um, this is just... I'll be honest, I feel like I just want to vomit everywhere right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it, this is just one of those things where it's like, uh, okay, here we go then. I guess we're going to hire someone. Then, yeah. yeah, so we're looking for a, somebody part-time um, on a freelance basis. Uh, we we could do, I reckon we can hopefully give about eight to ten hours a week of work, um, especially in the beginning when somebody will be kind of working with me to, to learn the way that we do things. We have some projects we mm-hmm. want them to complete. Um, yeah, this person will basically work mostly with me um, from an administrative p- perspective of trying to help me just wrangle our systems and our calendars around sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's well, very daunting, congratulations. Brad. Yeah, and the emails I, I, are coming Congratulations in. are in order. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't put the email account into uh, <laughs> email because I just don't want all that email with my email. So I downloaded right. the Gmail app, and it's on my phone. My phone is in another room, um, mm-hmm. but the Gmail app is sending notifications to my watch. 
Ah. And there's kind of nothing I can do about this. So they're coming in. <laughs> if it keeps happening the way it's been happening over the last 10 minutes, I'm just going to I'm just going to take my watch off <laughs> and just just deal with it. Yes, this yeah. is going to be like this is one of those funny things where it's like I need somebody to help me light on my workload, but I have yeah. added significantly to my workload in <laughs> in the hopes <laughs> of trying to make this, this better. Right, right. You just need someone to hold your hand to get through this until it's yeah. done. Then it'll be all better. I need an assistant to help me hire an assistant. Yeah, well, um, we might need some assistance planning this uh, Kickstarter thing oh, we got going on here. Right. Yeah, so, honestly, like I was thinking. Oh, if I if I have an assistant, maybe they can help me with stuff like this too. So you know, uh, it isn't. Uh, this is the thing. Like I'm backtracking now, but it, we're calling it like a, a sales thing, and that is like most of the admin that we do. But I think that mm. there will be and would be more exciting projects as well. But we just sure. we just don't know what they're going to be yet. You know? Yeah. Well, it's a growing business. Things are moving. It's a moving mm-hmm. target a lot of times, which is the difficulty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not static every day. So nope. So yeah, we uh. We're approaching the home stretch for the Kickstarter now. We have ten days to go. Uh, we're now over twenty five thousand dollars, which is, which is flat out bonkers. Like, mm. really, is in just an incredible thing. I am so thankful for everybody who is giving us money for us to do this little thing that we're excited about, and uh, we love you all, and you're the best, and the best. Yep, it's uh, it's awesome. We'll have uh, one more wrap up, I guess, next week. We'll next uh, week, yep. we'll uh, get down to the wire. Everything's going as planned. Uh, the planning for all the future events is happening, and mm. uh, we're just excited. It's it's pretty cool how everything's worked out. So yep. Mm. So following up uh, from the last, I don't know, two weeks of Lamy Al Star mm-hmm. <laughs> discussion, Pacific Blue, uh, Anna put her review up of the pen. And uh, she she uh, had some not nice things to say about me, Mike. Yep. She thinks that you no, have I'm bad just, taste, I think. I that, know, that's, right? That's what I took from it. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, Anna and I, uh, we like to, uh, well, I, don't, I won't use the, the British term, but uh, we like to go at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we uh, have fun with it. And she disagrees. If, there are, you, if you have two pen choices... One is the Lamy Safari. One is the AL Star. She thinks the right choice is the AL Star, where I think it's the Safari. So she had, um, so she had fun playing that, uh, playing that through the, her her review, which was very good. Um, the pen pen is very very good looking. The ink looks awesome. The Lamy Turquoise. Um, Anna always makes the inks shine in her posts, and uh, yeah. I just thought it was funny. So if you haven't read that review, go read it because she really takes us uh, to task. Although I will argue with you, Anna. And on one point, I don't think the all-star, the AL-star is near as durable as the Safari. Um, I have dings and dents in AL-stars that I don't have in Safaris. That light, thin aluminum and anodization scratches off dings and dents. So I will uh, I will go with that one point, but uh, everything else is just, you know, per- purely taste-driven. I like yep. the uh, the plastic durability of the Safari. She likes the metallic style of the AL, which, hey, they're both pretty awesome. A lot of years, I'll buy both of them. Um, usually, I just buy the Safari, but it's a great pen, and it's a funny review. You should go read that review because uh, she she gets after me and you pretty well. It's, it's yeah. hilarious. I'm in Club Safari, um, yeah. and, you know, th- like, it's one thing that Anna was talking about is that she was unhappy that it was going to be, like, the textured finish 
on the yeah. petrol safaris, the same as there was with the, um, mm-hmm. the Dark Lilac one. Uh, but right. I'm excited about that, honestly. Like, so it clearly is just like a a difference in material, taste of materials, right? You know? And yeah. I, I'm excited about texture plastic. Yeah, smooth or texture safari, I, I'd take both of those. Yep. Uh, either over an AL Star. It's just, it's just, the, I like the feel of it better. Yeah, I like so. the matte colors as opposed to the shiny colors. Yep. 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 So we talked about the ink and the AL Star and the Pacific Blue, how it's just Lamy Turquoise. But this next link that we would like to share with you pretty much covers all the inks in the world. Ever made. <laughs> I'm, ever made. I haven't watched the video yet, but this um, this link made the rounds in my inbox and made the rounds in the Slack channel. Thank you, Catherine and Slack, for sharing this out. There is a link that came, I think, from Reddit, and it's called A Visit to One of the Largest Private Ink Collections. There, This is just like eye candy for y'all, and we wanted to share that. It's just unbelievable. Like, as well, they've got some pens in here as well, like... A tray of Nakayas. Who is this person? Is I, this Lay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Lay's house. Um, <laughs> but there's stuff in here I've never seen before. Yeah. Like the old Mont Blanc bottles um, are like seeing some of these, like these plastic bottles. What do you think about this? What What do you mean? What do I think about this? It's amazing and awesome. And I wish it was me. Like, what do you do, mean? What do, do I think, think about this? Do you think that this is a... A, a practical collection for an individual? No. Like, it, this looks like a museum. <laughs> yeah, but it should... I mean, wh- who of us that listen to this show are practical? No, oh, I completely buy that. I I just... I, you know, I just... I'm not... I think this is... Honestly, I think this is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Like, and you, right. this person clearly has the space, so bravo to them for having the space. Um, I, I mean, it's clearly museum level. Yeah. But so that's why I'm like, I feel a bit um, unhappy, like not unhappy, but like I wish that people were able to go and see it and try it. You know, like that's that's kind of what I what I wish. And I don't know what this this person's arrangement is. Like if that is a thing that you can do, but Mm -hmm. it just feels as all this ink. Like it's more ink than this person would ever use. So wouldn't it be amazing if people could could play around in there, like a big candy store? Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't gone to the video yet because the the image post is huge, and yeah. um, so the the it's taken me enough time to go through that. But we'll link to the to the images and to the video so you can all see what we're talking about. I mean, I know we're not doing it justice on talking about it on the podcast, but yep. you, it's what's one of those things has to be seen to be believed because mm-hmm. it's unlike anything I've ever seen in this community. Um, it, it's really really cool. So I mean, anything that. You know, it's just like we're rolling through these images eh, and a tray of Nakayas and, you know, it's yeah, just like, know. Eh, yeah, whatever, you know, just one of those things. Um, some really old Visconti bottles that look like, you know, straight out of a pharmacy, you know, very mm-hmm. huge, huge bottles. This one series, like if I could reach through the screen and grab anything, I've never seen this before. There's a image called Young Lady Series Taiwan Exclusive and they're in the sa- the old Sailor Vase bottles. Um, the bung box style bottles, they look super interesting. I've never even seen a picture of these before. Um, there's a dozen of those inks. They just look fantastic. And all the old vintage stuff. I like the huge bottles cool. of Mont Blanc ink. Yeah. 
like yeah. basically a growler. <laughs> <laughs> a growler of ink. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's how it used to be, right? I mean, when you, that, those were the the times where you're just filling and, and dipping. Yeah. Why would they and, be smaller? Just using right? them constantly. Right. Right. You know, right these days, I'm pretty happy with the smaller 30 milliliter bottles yep. because I don't use them enough. But back when you just had blue or black and that's, you were just writing all day. Yeah. Those, those huge bottles came in handy. Kind of incredible. So kind of incredible so anyway we had to share that because mm-hmm. it's really amazing I, it's one of those things you can spend a lot a lot of time just looking through that and uh see how it goes so yeah very cool watch the watch the video check out the pictures it's awesome talking about amazing collections mm. if you're looking for an amazing collection of pens and pen related paraphernalia that you would like to purchase there is nowhere better than pen chalet they have all of our favorite brands pelican lamy pilot namiki monteverde sailor caveco it doesn't matter what you're looking for Penchalet is going to have it because they're always adding new styles of pen every single month. They have all of the brands that you love and they have all of the things you're going to need. You need inks, you need pen holders, carrying cases, maybe you need converters. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. Penchalet have got it. And with free shipping and orders of over $50 in the United States and great shipping rates internationally, they're a perfect choice. Penchalet has low prices on high quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, you want to go to, as always, penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. When you go there, click the link at the top of the website that says podcast and enter the special password penaddict. This way you will get uh, access to the special offer of the week and also the code that you need, which will allow you to save 10% on absolutely anything at Penchalet. This week's special offer is on the limited edition Coral Safari ballpoint. This is one of the uh, previous limited editions. So they do, they do like a fountain pen, a ballpoint, and what else do they do? I, mean, with the- I don't know that they do the rollerball in it. I think they just do right. the safari ballpoint. Um, I, I don't. Re- they usually almost always do the ballpoint, which mm-hmm. I've seen. You know, we had dark lilac ballpoint um, and turquoise ballpoint, and yep. I know the upcoming ones are coming in ballpoint as well. So yeah, the coral. Uh, ballpoint is definitely one added to the collection if you're a safari and a ballpoint pen fan that's one thing i don't have is the safari ballpoint i need to try it because i like i actually like i prefer Lamy's ballpoints more than their rollerball cartridges i think their ballpark cartridges are very very good uh everything from the tiny ones they use in the pico up to the ones they use in the Lamy 2000 which is probably the same refill as this it's a great great ballpoint um, so I should look at, at getting one of these just because, uh, I, I do like the style because I like the Tipo. I like the lower end Lamy stuff. Um, they do a really good job there, um, with the plastic barrels and the colors and the shapes. So yeah, it's really and good. And it's ballpoint. a seriously awesome price. Like yeah. the discount on this one is awesome. So go check it out. Go to penchalet.com and you want to sign in with the special podcast link, the password pen addict to get access to these special offers. Thank you so much to penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Pinch LA have something new up on the page, which mm-hmm. I think came out since we've last spoken. And I got a lot of uh, links sent to me, sent my way. This is apparently a North American exclusive from Sailor. It's in the 1911 model. And it's called uh, Fresca, Fresca Blue. What do you think about this pen, Mike? She's very pretty, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, extremely pretty. When I saw mm-hmm. it, I was like, ooh, that's pretty. <laughs> I don't like, recall seeing a pen in this kind of color. Yeah, I've seen some lighter blues. You don't see it very often, um, but I love the the rhodium furniture yep. on this pen. All the silver with the lighter blue looks great. Um, you know, I don't know how limited it is, but it looks uh, 
it looks fantastic. And I actually got a question in Twitter once this pen launched saying, well, would you buy the, the Sailor 1911 Fresca Blue? Or would you buy the Platinum 3776 uh, Nice Lilas, the pink one that has just been released? Like, if those are like the previous Safari AL Star question, if you only choices on the planet were the this new Fresca Blue or the pink 3776, which pin are you buying, Mike? I'm still going to go with the pink one. Me too. <laughs> I, I mean, there's absolutely no... I, I replied saying it's an impossible question to answer because they're both stunning. They're both, you know, top-tier performers. They're both just amazing. It just depends on what you're looking for from the design perspective. You know, from a performance and functionality perspective, there's no difference. They're both elite. So do you want a demonstrator-type pink barrel with rose gold trim or do you want a solid light blue with rhodium plating? And even me, I think I would pick the platinum because it's just a stunner. Also, this the, the, the 3776 is a pen that you know, everybody tells me I need to buy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, the blue is really beautiful, mm-hmm. but I don't have a pink pen. Mm-hmm. You know, I have dark blue pens. Like, I don't have a pink pen and I want a pink pen. <laughs> you yeah. know? This is the kind of guy I am. You know, I want a pink pen. And yeah, uh, so, so I'm going for yeah. it. Yeah, pink pens are awesome. I have pink mm-hmm. pens and uh, I would buy another pink pen. So it's, uh, it's a good pen. I'm still either, waiting either on one, that one. I mean, I'm still, I'm still yeah. waiting to get my email from yeah. Ron to tell me that he's got it and I'm going to buy it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I like it. So going from the bright and bold to the black and classic, we got the Baron Fig Alphabet release this mm-hmm. week. What what were your first thoughts when you saw this? Is the new Squire Limited Edition yep. from Baron Fig? Um, same shape, same you know overall style, aesthetic in a new matte black finish with the alphabet um, etched up and down the barrel, A through Z on one side, and then just the Baron Fig name on the other side. What are, what were your thoughts on this? I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm not blown away. Right. I'm not. Sure. I'm not like taking my wallet and throwing it at the screen. Right. But I also don't have any ill feeling toward it at all. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I think that what they have done is what I was asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what what I wanted to see from it, mm-hmm. basically, which is it is good looking. Um, they haven't done anything completely wild. And there is a good theme that runs to it. Right. Right. The right. alphabet is a good theme for a pen. Um, it looks pretty, and it's in a color they've never made the Squire in. So, like, for me, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I'll buy this. Like, you know, I, I haven't right. bought it, bought it, but I mean, like, I'll buy it. I, I probably right. will get it, actually, because I, I do really like this pen. Um, like, the Squire in general is, is, is a very, very good interpretation of a pen that uses that refill, the Retro 51 right. refill, which of which there are many pens now. And of all of the ones that I've tried, uh, the Squire is the best that I've tried that fits that refill other than the retro 51 right, right. like there there are many many pens that try and use that now um and yeah. i think that they were the, this is the company that's made the best other option for it like the more expensive more premium option for it mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean I, I i i like it i like it yeah i think that's fair across the board like where with the askew release the range of opinions was fully to the left side of the ledger and fully to the right side of ledger. I mean, like Mm -hmm. pinned, like all the way love, all the way hate, all the opinions on this are very refined right into the middle, right? It's either, okay, I like it. 
okay, I meh, maybe not for me, but it's good looking. And so it's a very, you know, in the middle pin, which I think is good. Um, the feel of the pin, oh, it feels... A, I do, yeah. It's an, All right, tell me what you think. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. I like it better than the original. The finish of this one feels slightly different even though i think it's probably just the color like i think they attempted to finish it the same like kind of that satiny i wouldn't call it matte but it's more like a satiny finish i like the fact that they've committed to the 8126 refill instead of the 8127 so it's a little bit finer yeah it's basically Um, the same performance but just a finer line yeah, which it's still a wide line if you're yes, used to micro yep. micro gel pens um, because it's liquid ink too, so it spreads differently. Anyway, it's it's the preferred refill for me. The etching is really, really nice. Right, um, so it is you can feel like a t- Okay. Yeah, you can feel like the texture of it uh-huh. um, as, you, as you run your finger up and down the alphabet. Um, and same with the Baron Fig logo. It almost feels raised, but I think it's just because you're you're just feeling the 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 difference in level there. So, what um, are the logos on it aside from the alphabet? How is it branded? Just the name Baron Fig on right. the uh 180 degrees from the alphabet. No sword. Okay. I think I would have preferred the sword. Yeah, because uh, I, I really the, like well, the that sword little logo. logo. Is really cool. Yeah. yeah, but I'm cool with it just being the one thing, right? Just yeah. like Baron Fig on one side, of the alphabet on the other side. That's that's totally cool with me. Right, but it's a right. shame to lose that sword. Like I like I love the little sword. Uh, sure you know what I really back. love to see? Like I think it'd be totally work, like to put the sword on the, the end, like on the, the the very tip of the pen. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think like, you call it a finial, right? Because it's it's not that but I don't know what you call it, the twist mechanism. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, it's, it's good. Nice. Like I have two squires now. This is the one I will pick up every time. I oh, just like it better. All right. I mean the other, the, you know how much I love the other pen. Like I, but I, the black on this looks really good, so I I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to get one of these. I, I do. I, I like it. Um, I'm I'm toying now whether to subscribe or not. I don't know. I th- I think I'm going to buy this one and then still wait and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm holding off on the sub. I I did sub to the pencils, which is the last release, but it should be coming next. So that's my one subscription to Baron Fig Products. Is the um the archer pencil so we'll see how that goes but if they keep doing something like this yeah it'd be, it'd be cool to have uh have a set of squares yeah i'm cool with that they did a good job yep. of it yep so i am uh i'm heading to la tomorrow as you know um as i won't shut up about and we're gonna do a couple of topics kind of related to that but the first one is some new products that i'm hopefully going to get to see in LA, two of them for sure. One of them I'm not positive I'll get to see. But this first one for sure is the Aurora Flex Nib that Aurora is introducing. This is compelling. Um, I haven't seen the price on it. Um, they're going to be showing it off at the LA Pen Show. I think it might be available for pre-order, but I haven't seen the price for it. I've become a fan of of Aurora pins. I don't know. Whoops. As I click play on the video, (laughs) there's a link to the video in the show notes, autoplay YouTube. Thank you. Um, (laughs) so you can see it in action. So I'm anxious to play with this a little bit to see what the level of flex is, right? Because you have a, something like the pilot Falcon, which I don't really think is a flex nib. I don't think it's fair to call that a flex nib. It's more of a soft nib. You get some line variation with pressure it doesn't compare to like a traditional, like, you know, Waterman 1930s flex nib, which is probably an unfair comparison. It's just not 
super, super flexy. So I want to see how you can push this pin a little bit with my own hand. You know, what's the feedback and firmness or softness of it like? And we'll get to talk to Aurora about the pins. Um, Ken Rhodes bringing in uh, some of the uh, Aurora people to this show, and I'm going to get to sit down and, and interview them for the blog for a later date. So I'll get some hands-on time with the Flex Nib, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll be able to port, report back. But now that I've drank the Aurora Kool-Aid, I want to see what this nib is all about and see if it's something that'll fit my style. Because I've had the the Omos uh, Extra Flexibile nib, and I did not, I didn't like it for me. It's an awesome nib for a lot of people, but it was it was pretty flexy and pretty wet, and it just kind of didn't fit my writing style. And in general, flex nibs don't fit my writing style per se. So I would like to see where this falls in the line of something like the Pilot Falcon compared to the Flexibile nib compared to you know an an older flex nib and and see where we're at because Aurora's gold nibs in general are thick like they're firm which is why I, I fell in love with them so where this flex nib lands it'll be interesting to see the product I don't know if I'll get to see or not but I'm maybe the most interested in is Aurora blue black ink which Aurora makes essentially two ink colors blue and black they're two of the most widely respected blue and black inks on the market. Everyone praises Aurora Black, especially as the darkest black ink. So it's very, very popular. So for them to combine these two seems like um, something they should have done a long time ago, but I'm glad they're doing it now. And that'll be very, very high on my radar, given my love of blue-black inks. I want to see this in action because I love Aurora Black. I don't love Aurora Blue, but that's because I don't use standard blues very much and it's a very saturated pure rich blue combining these two um and seeing what the what the ratios are like in aurora blue black they've teased some images and it it looks very dark it's kind of hard to see so i want to see that in person I don't know. They were mentioning like in some of the marketing stuff that it's coming out in March. So I'm guessing they have samples though. They've taken these pictures. Um, Kenro has. So I really want to try that out. And then. Are they ramping up some stuff at Aurora? Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to talk to them about. Like what's going on over there? Starting like a year ago when they lowered their prices Uh on their mainline pins, like the Optima. I remember that. They've like, like it seems like the switch is flipped for them a little bit. So some of my questions for them, and I asked in the Slack channel to, you know, give me some questions and you can still go in there and, you know, give me some questions to ask Aurora. But a lot of it was how do they see the market now and where do they see themselves fitting? Because they've made some clear changes to address, I guess what they saw as a perception of their pins and they've changed that perception in a pretty quick fashion. Like they've had always been around and always been well respected. And now they're in the general conversation, which were, I don't know necessarily that they were before, unless you were shopping in the very high end. No, I don't think so. It's it's not a name that I like am immensely familiar with. Right. You know, like my knowledge of Aurora really goes back to just you talking about the pen you bought. Right. And and I only bought that pen because it went down to a proper price point. 
like the exact same pen I purchased was two or three hundred dollars more expensive than it was when I purchased it. So, what has gone into that change in the business is something you know I want to uh, I want to talk about with them when I get a chance to sit down with them. I'm gonna be able to do that on Friday. Great. So uh, hopefully I will be able to ask them, and uh, and then I'm gonna write something up about it. So should be good. Should yeah, be good. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that comes across. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I I want to get their their input on on where they see them themselves in mm-hmm. in this entire market you know where where do they stand so yeah it'll be good yeah i'd like to know who to they that. think their competition are now right you know that that would be kind of that that would be very a very telling question right like mm-hmm. what 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 market do they consider themselves in right right so we'll see we'll see um i will break my no buying ink um you know, I wouldn't say it's a resolution because I don't do those. And I know at some point I'm going to buy some ink, but I think it's going to break <laughs> definitely. You got lo- you're already far into the year there, bud. Well done. <laughs> I made it. I'm, it's almost March. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. 15 days till March. <laughs> so, no, I'm these Kyoto inks that um, Vaness Pens is carrying now. They're going to have them at the LA Pen Show. I'm going to have it probably two to three bottles of those purchased wow. and coming home with me all right why should i uh, know about these i don't i'm not familiar I, with i these. don't know i'm not ex- i'm not extremely familiar with them so the colors look great though they're kind of muted yeah color range this Very set like a, like a pastel color yeah but they um but they have some depth to them right they're not light they might be a lighter color they're not pure green or pure yeah. pink or pure orange they're muted, but still strong on the page. Yep. My gosh, um, these boxes with the ink splotches on them. <laughs> they are beautiful. Yeah. So I just want to get, this is one I want. Like yeah. this is yeah, yeah. something I want to see how it performs in my pens. Um, what these colors add to colors I already have. And like, as soon as I get there, I'm going to pick out the colors that I want and I'm going to, I'm bringing some pens just so I can ink up with these colors so I can share them. Um, throughout the week um, because I'll get asked about them constantly because they're new to us, new to our market and they're cool looking. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always, always on the lookout for new inks. So, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't bought any ink, so it's time to, uh, time to come home with a few bottles from LA, which is always a risky proposition, but I think I did that last year too. So, um, it, it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that very much. Like all these Aurora blue black, if I can get my hands on one, I don't know if they're going to be available And these Kyoto inks. I will definitely come home with some. So yeah, I'll I wanna, probably have I, three or four I, new bottles. I'll be keeping an eye out to see if these are at any shows like that we're going to, cause I'm interested to see how they look in person just yeah. because they're like, they're really peculiar. Yeah. Like, yeah. In a good way, like the the blue one is very interesting, like lavenderish kind of dark blue, purpley. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah, they're they're very interesting colors. So yeah, I can see I can see how you would end up with some bottles of these, honestly. Right, right, and it's like I've never done like the whole set thing, and I won't with this. But it's very all these things are very complementary to each other while yeah. being different throughout the line. It it makes you want to go one of each, please. <laughs> Which I'm sure, which people do that a lot. Like I've sold people that <laughs> before, really? which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. One of each. And I'm like, okay. 
it's cool. how many how many can that be like that you've seen like how many bottles is one of each like five bottles ten bottles no 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 yeah more than ten wow really um oh. we've sold um when oster came out i think we had 33 and I've, we've done one of each of those 33 inks somebody came and bought a bottle of all of them yeah. Was that the person who had that collection that we were looking at earlier? <laughs> no, no. No, but wow. I've, I've definitely sold, when the first batch of Oster came out, I've sold one of each of wow. whatever that number was that we have. It was in, in the 30s. That's a lot of ink. It is a lot of ink. It's good ink, though. I, I love my fire and ice one. Is it called fire and ice? It is. Yeah, and I, I really I've like gotten it. Uh, several Inko Rymo letters in Fire and Ice, and it yeah, looks spectacular on the page. Such a good ink. Such a good ink. All right, All right so we take let's a break? hit this. Yeah, let's do this because we have more. Uh, we have more kind of LA related because um, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about uh, bag dumps, and and I'm I'm packing now, so I'm I'm perfect to. Uh, You're to in talk the bag. The bag state of mind. Yes. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code INC at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Hey, make your next move for Squarespace. They let you easily create the website that you have for the idea that you've got rattling around in your brain box. With a unique domain, award-winning templates all at your fingertips, and so much more, you'll be able to get your ideas out to the world. Maybe you're looking to create a blog, a portfolio, an online store, a page for your restaurant, Uh, Maybe you want to set up one of their cover pages for your upcoming wedding or a big party. Uh, Maybe you're looking to promote the music that your band makes. You want to make a page where people can come listen to it and maybe where they buy it as well. It doesn't matter what you're looking to build. Squarespace is the only one platform that will let you do it. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Everything's drag and drop and it's super easy to build their pages. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Squarespace have got you covered, even with award-winning 24-7 customer support in case you do need any help squarespace will let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name to give your site the name that you really want it to have and all of their beautiful templates the award-winning templates that they have uh, all feature responsive designs that are going to look great on all types of devices Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com, and this will give you full access to go and try it all out and build your site before you commit to a plan so you know exactly how it's going to look and feel. And when you do decide to sign up because you're going to love it so much, use the offer code INK, INK at checkout. You'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for The Pen Addict. We want to thank Squarespace for helping us out today. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I've always wanted to do a bag dump website and I have, I've had, it's one of those along with any other thing I mentioned on here, like the database and the wiki, I've had a domain name forever and I've just never done it because it's going to take a lot of time. So, What's the domain name? You know, and plus uh, dailyarsenal.net. Mm. So it's, you know, but you know, this is kind of done before, um, you know, with the everyday carry and, you know, there's lots of sites out there now that do bag dump type stuff. So I've never felt totally compelled unless I want, unless I had something to do different. So we'll see, but I, I love, I just love bag dumps. You know, I could look through those type of posts all day and, you know, I, I just, you know, everyone likes to see what everyone else is carrying. I just think it's kind of cool. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, so this is, uh, I guess Carlos uh, suggested this, that yep. we needed to, uh, we've done this before, um, a while ago, more than a year, I think. Mm-hmm. So we've done this before, and it's funny, a, a little bit has changed, but not a lot, I don't think. So what what do you have? So I kind of, in, in my, uh, 
in my selection, I have three bags that I would use, two mm-hmm. more regular than the third. Um, so the third... <laughs> I'm I've laughing just, because I'm, such, I'm totally the same. <laughs> this the, is kind of funny. The third, I will just mention the third first, and the third is the Lanier because mm-hmm. um, I have one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and my Notco Lanier, um, how is that coming, by the way? We'll talk about Let's save that for another show. <laughs> That's a whole story because, on its own. Yeah, it is. It is because there, there is news and I need to put an update in the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we should talk about that separately. That'll All right. be a good topic for next week. We'll hold that for next week. I'm, I'm literally writing this in my, my personal document right now. Yeah. No, that that that'll actually be good timing because I'll have time to put an Excellent. update into the uh, into the Kickstarter. So yeah, there you go. So uh, I use my Lanier for purpose driven reasons. Like it's not a daily thing mm. for me. It's like something that I would take to a conference so I can carry around conference materials. Yep. Um, and so the bag is empty. It's always mm-hmm. empty, right? Because when the conference is done, I will empty the bag out because there shouldn't be anything left, and then it's ready for its next use. You know. Right. Because right. it really is for me like the, my my perfect the perfect use case for me, which is a, a use case that I needed to be filled, which is like going up and down from like hotel room to like the ballroom where the conference is happening to the restaurant, like and being able to carry around a notebook and my iPad and some paraphernalia is mm-hmm. perfect for that. Yep. Um, but my two kind of regular use bags. The Topo Mountain briefcase is still in use. However, I'm getting the pull to change to an actual backpack. Okay. I really don't use it very much as the briefcase anymore, mostly because it's effectively my travel bag, and I think I'm 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 overpacking it. I mean, it, it fits, and I will never understand the amount of stuff that I'm <laughs> able to get in that bag. Like, it, That's it, really it's, true. It's like the TARDIS of bags. Like, I don't understand it. I'm able to fit way more stuff in there than is humanly possible. And I've mm-hmm. been watching... Uh, so my friend Chase Reeves, he does, like, the greatest backpack reviews. Right. Um, I'm going to put his YouTube, a link to his YouTube uh, page in uh, in the show notes so you can go and find them. And there's just a few that he's been talking about recently, like the the single travel bag type thing, mm-hmm. the single bag mm-hmm. travel bag stuff that I'm interested in. So I've got my right. eye on maybe getting a backpack down the line. But the difficult thing is that like the Topo is so good, it's so good that I'm hesitant. But I just want something that's built more to be what I'm what I'm using it for. Like the Topo has backpack straps, but it's like mm-hmm. It also has backpack straps, right? Like it is a briefcase that is also a backpack, yeah. and I'm thinking that maybe I should just get a backpack that's meant to be a backpack. Yeah. But anyway, it's, listening to you right now is hilarious. For what we'll talk about <laughs> you're in the later. same. You're in the same boat. <laughs> it's hilarious. So yeah, keep going. This is good stuff. So let me tell you what what is always in this bag. So like, bear in mind, this is my travel bag. Like when I'm going on a trip, this is what is in this bag. And all of the stuff that I'm talking about here stays in there. I'm very much of the mindset of just buying the majority of things and just leaving them in the bag. Mm-hmm. So I have a a regular Mophie, like one of the little Mophies that just you can just plug in and it's you can like take it out with you or whatever. So when I'm at a conference, say I'm out, I know I'm going to be out all day. I can use my phone a bunch. I'll just grab that thing out of the bag, put it in my pocket, and I'm good to go. Right. Uh, I also have one of those huge anchor batteries, like one of the right. big ones that will charge my iPad like seven times or something. I got a, a Black right. Friday deal from Amazon. Um, I've used it a bunch and I've never charged it. 
and it's still like it's still it's just like no problem it's like no big deal right. i got this bro um i also well, and then when i'm using those bags i'll have uh and my ipad or my macbook in the topo um and then i'll also carry field notes uh, i have a colt pens mechanical pencil in there and a sharpie i have one of the pen addict sharpies um retro 51 always because it's just just the best sometimes i'll carry headphones um the the airpods are doing a really good job for me for most of the stuff that i need but if i'm gonna have headphones currently it's the beat solo 3 um i don't love them but they're really good battery life and it's bluetooth which is just like the thing that i have to do now because i don't really have a choice uh i have a big old bunch of cables cables for everything adapters for everything i have like us iphone plugs and stuff in the bag like so it's just ready because i travel to the us so much um i have this anchor six port usb doohickey which Mm -hmm. is just a thing that you plug into the wall and you can power six usb devices like it's just got six usb ports yeah i think Um, we use that in atlanta last year we shared that yeah that was super useful steven got one we shared a room we could all use the things and then i bought one immediately yeah. Uh, because now, like, I need a minimum, just me, of three USB ports because I, I will have my phone, my watch, and an iPad. Like, they mm-hmm. have to be charged, like, every day. So if you're sharing a room with someone, it's basically impossible to have that amount of plugs. So True. these these anchor things are amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes for that in case you're looking for it. Um, and I also found this little thing called the Cocoon Gridit, which is just, like, one of these little pouches with a bunch of elastic. So, yep. like, I can just put all the cables and stuff in there for a bit of cable management. Yeah, that's one product I bought years ago and never bought into completely. Like, I thought, great idea, and then I just don't like how it's all exposed. Yeah, it goes in a, it goes in the front pocket, and mm-hmm. so I'm kind of good. You know, like, it, it just put it all in there and just shove it in there, and it just keeps that from being just like a snake pit. Right. No, I, I, I definitely understand why it's a good thing, and I've recommended it before. Mm-hmm. I've just never been able to get into using it because i i just don't like the i don't like the the things touching it yeah <laughs> so everything I, it would have to be segregated and then uh, that kind of defeats the whole purpose yeah well, i get it i get you yeah. um oh there is off one of a bag which is kind of a bag like but this is a sponsor <laughs> but i have one of those away suitcases the the, uh-huh. the carry-on things yeah, uh, yeah and i really really love it like for just small actual trip trips but i don't keep anything in there i treat it like a suitcase but i feel it maybe fits more in like the bag thing like i have like a big suitcase as well like but sure for, like for little trips um the away one is is really nice i like it and yeah they are a sponsor yes they did send me one for free but um i i was very happy when they emailed me because i was about to buy one <laughs> so that all worked out well um yeah. then my other bag is a tom bin ristretto um, and, and I bought this bag because the Topo is full of so much stuff all the time that it's it's too heavy to just take into town. Right. So I wanted something small and light for like if I'm going into town, I've got a meeting and I want to take an iPad. Uh, so my whenever I'm using that bag, I'll pretty much always have an iPad in there. I may have my camera in there as well. Um, like if I'm going out to shoot some vlog and stuff, or I might have like the the gimbal thing that I use. Like I could just throw them in there. It all fits in there stretched up pretty well. This is another bag like the Topo, which fits an amount of stuff, which doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I always have in there field notes, a Sharpie, a Retro 51, uh, an iPad charger, like the big honking iPad charger, the powerful one. Um, and a small Mophie as well. That's what I keep in mm-hmm. that bag. 
So I, I, batteries everywhere, man. This is this is one thing like I'm finding with just like bag stuff. You just gotta have. It's gonna be full of batteries all the time. Batteries, batteries, batteries. Yep, for sure. So yeah, that's that's my bag situation. Yeah, that's a you know it's three seems to be the magic bag number. Um, I think so because I, I I put down two here, but it was purposeful because there is a third. Um, so what I use on the most what I use the most frequent, I guess, is the Lanier, the knock Lanier. Um, that's like the perfect day bag, just enough stuff bag, right? It just, it's very purposeful. It does very specific things. I don't yep. travel with it, yep. but day in and day out, that's where my things live. It's so kind the of ba- a, it, the perfect bag for somebody who has a car. Right. Right. Because right. you can just, you don't need to keep it on your body. Right. So that's exactly how I use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fits my 13-inch MacBook Pro, which is my lone computer, um, in the main pocket. And that's the only thing I keep in there generally. Um, but this I, this is basically a dump as of today. In the front pouch, I've actually removed the A5 pouch because I'm testing out our Traveler's Notebook prototype. That's what I carry with me every day. Mm-hmm. And in that contains three inserts, which are the just the basic traveler's notebook insert, uh, graph paper, the traveler's calendar insert. I think it's number 19. And then a Notco notebook that we've just cut down to size. We have an A5 notebook that we just cut <laughs> into to see how it would fit in this. So it's it's all kinds of prototyping going on in my in my daily carry, which is kind of how it has to be. <laughs> And in sometimes it just (laughs) catches fire. And (laughs) (laughs) so, have you? If I if I said the phrase "he hate me," would you know what I meant? No. Okay. So I just watched the uh, the. Do you know? Have you ever heard of the XFL? I know you're you're into a little bit of the wrestling. I know all about the XFL. So Vince McMahon. Did, and I just watched the ESPN 30 for 30. They make great documentaries. Yeah, I want to I watch that. I've heard the good things It's about wonderful. That. It's wonderful um, because the product was so awful, the XFL as a product. Um, one of the things they allowed this extreme football league to do was the players, instead of putting their last name on their jersey, they could put anything they want. And the most famous player to come out of the XFL, and he actually went on to the NFL, was a guy named Rod Smart. And on the back of the jersey, he wrote, he hate me. And no one got it until they interviewed him. And they interviewed him after the first game. And they said, why do you have he hate me on the back of your, your jersey? He says, well, when I run by that guy, he hate me. And when I run by that guy, he hate me. And when that guy oh, misses so his good. tackle, he hate me. And those fans up in the stand, they hate me. And it was just on. It was hilarious. So I feel like when I talk about these prototypes and share them on the thing, I'm like, he hate me because I keep sharing this stuff that you can't get yet. Yep. Um, so I, I just thought that was hilarious. So. Um, I carry that all the time now. And in that it's, it's got two pen slots. I carry the Y studio brassing fountain pen. And, uh, today when I did the, did the bag dump, um, the Baron fig alphabet, um, pen carried was in the second slot because I, I've been using that for the past few days cause I enjoy it. Um, and then also in the front pocket, I carry my AirPods. So when I'm, uh, taking phone calls and doing different things like that, I like to use them. I don't necessarily use them for music, but I use them for phone calls. Um, hmm. that's it in my Lanier. Like that's everything I need to get me through a day. I don't bring extra cables because you know, I'm charged enough for the day of work I need to do. Um, there's just no extraneous stuff and everything that I put in there 
can be just like you said, when I, it's time to move into a different bag, it all goes right. Everything that's in there right now, the bag gets completely empty when I'm moving into a different bag for travel. So I'm leaving tomorrow for LA. Everything's going to go into my bow gear backpack, which is the, the model is called the bullpup. Um, the specific one I have was custom made for a friend of the guys at bow gear. And he had an extra one. He had two made and sold one to help fund the purchase. So it's mm. got all kinds of extra bells and whistles that they don't normally offer. But this backpack ended up being such the right size that I got rid of a bunch of other backpacks that I no longer needed because this fit everything that I need. So everything that was in my Lanier is going to go into the bullpup. And then I'm going to add in a brass town full of pins. I'm going to add in my iPad. I'm going to add in my Bose noise-canceling headphones, which I use when I travel, especially on longer flights if I like to try to sleep. Um, it's like I'll probably sleep a little bit on out uh, to L.A. And then I have a couple of different pouches that we've made at Knock just to hold the loose stuff charging cables, Mm -hmm. extra batteries. Um, I do have one of the big honking battery packs like you have, Mike. Um, And that's kind of it. So any extra pens I use are going to go in the brass town. I probably won't carry an extra notepad. I might pick something up in LA. I usually don't travel with paper, but if I, you know, I'll have it already in my uh, traveler's notebook prototype, but I won't carry like extra pads and extra notebooks. If I need something, I'll buy it there. Um, and carry it home with me, like in my suitcase. So I don't necessarily travel light, but I don't try to pack too much. You know, I'll have things like granola bars, things like that in there. So that's kind of like my travel bag dump. Now, what's not listed is my Topo Mountain briefcase. So if I was doing um, more local travel or shorter travel, I would take that. Those are the three bags I use, the Lanier, the Bowgear Bullpup, and the Dome Paper version of the Mountain Briefcase. I love the briefcase style of it, obviously, because I like it in the Lanier. But for longer travel, I want good double backpack straps. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bowgear has. And that's what the Mountain Briefcase pretends to have. But as you mentioned, it's not the best implementation it's a briefcase, and I use it with a shoulder strap, a messenger strap that I've added on because the one that ships with it is not very good. Um, that Michael last year um, from the Chicago Pin Show got me onto this um, wonderful strap that you can add on. It's the same Tom Ben strap that they use for some of their bags. It's got that neoprene kind of soft feel, so they're very, very good. Um, those are the three bags I use when I travel for more days than you know, a single day hmm. I go with the good double strap backpack and that's the Bogear bullpup. Those are the, really the only three bags I use these days and everything there's, I don't keep separate kits for each one because what goes in one gets removed and goes into the other. And then if it's going into a smaller bag, the cables and battery, extra battery backups and things, those just stay home in a drawer. So I'll tell you what I got kind my of, eye on. Kind of my low out loadout. Minal. You heard of Minal? No. M I N A L. They they've done a couple of successful Kickstarters, and this is one of the like companies that Chase really really raves about. Okay, uh, and they make a couple of bags: a carry on bag and a daily bag. And mm-hmm. I've I keep opening the page 
<laughs> and closing it. Like this is, I think this is the, well, I want to get one of their bags. I'm just not sure which one yet. Like it's, it looks like it's built really well and it has a lot of like consideration for the way that mm-hmm. people pack and what they pack. And they do all these like packing cubes and uh, okay, I've seen little these. inserts yeah. and stuff that you can buy. Yeah, but I think the one of them I th- are these not the hard lined ones? Or do they have a f- the firm exterior lining? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I'll have to look. Okay. So yeah, this is yeah. this is what I keep opening. I'm gonna leave gotcha. that tab open again because I'm traveling a gotcha. lot this year. Maybe it's the time gotcha. to change the bag. Yeah, I'd just go with something from Tom Ben. I use when I use a carry on the uh, the Aeronaut. It, this is way too big for compared to that but the aeronauts 48 the the big boy it's uh really good for just like a carry-on type stuff yeah i also so, fight yeah. with that because my tombin bag is so good and i only ever hear good things i don't know i'm struggling i'm struggling but the manal yeah. they look so they're like they're, they're my aesthetic yeah so i've gotten down like i'm really happy with my bag situation a few years ago i would just buy bags left and right i've got it down like i'm really happy with the three that i use you know on the most regular and I haven't seen anything come on the market. That's been compelling enough for me to go. Let me try that. That's going to replace something I already have. So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very content with, with what I have. So I'm that's not, a good place to be. Yeah. I'm not in that place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I am in the, like, I can't, I, I, I feel like I need to make a change to the topo. I think the topo mm-hmm. has, has seen the end of its time. I think it's, I, I've beaten the, ever loving crap out of this bag like and it right. has stood the test of time and and i think that i've just my needs have changed for what this bag was initially right and it was more of like the hey this is my bag that i'm just gonna grab and run around with like it was what the ristretto is now but mm-hmm. it, it it's so good that it just morphed into my travel bag but it's not really built for that like right with what i'm doing to it and the amount of stuff i'm trying to squeeze in it every time i get on a plane um, mm-hmm. Whilst it can take it, I think it might be time for a backpack. I hear you. Yep. That's why I use a backpack. Oh, man. I'm going to watch Chase's videos again and make a decision. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to help you make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron makes sure that whilst they're giving you this fantastic food, they're also supporting a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards for their ingredients whilst helping build their community of home chefs. Blue Apron Seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their beef, chicken and pork comes from responsibly raised animals and their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. Every single Blue Apron meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and proportioned ingredients that can be prepared at home in less than 40 minutes per meal. How is uh, how are things in Shea Dowdy? <laughs> Shay Dowdy. I haven't had any more Blue Apron meals, but it's funny that I constantly think about the meals that we had because they were that good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to get back on like something semi-regular with them just because I enjoyed it so much. It actually comes in really handy with the way my wife and I's schedule mm-hmm. are. Um, like just today, our, the way our schedules are, it's like... Hmm, we don't have anything planned for dinner. It'd be perfect to pull out a blue apron from the freezer and let me cook it for her uh, when she gets home so we don't have to deal with anything else tonight. So I have to get back on that bandwagon. 
You gotta. And I mean, it's a great thing because you can get free meals for free with your first purchase. I'm going to tell you about that in a moment. But let me give you an idea about what some of those meals can be. So every single recipe that Blue Apron's culinary team comes up with is amazing. And they have a variety of new ones every single week. You'll be able to try things like udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs, vegetable fried rice bowls of cauliflower, gailan, and fried eggs, or cheddar cheeseburgers with frizzled onions and romaine salad. Now that is some variation in your life. Blue Apron <laughs> delivers to 99% of the continental US. There's no weekly commitment. You get deliveries when you want them and their freshness guarantee Make sure that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with your first purchase, including free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals at Blue Apron. So go to blueapron.com slash penaddict and we thank them for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, so we're going to wrap this episode up with some Ask TPA, and I put the last note in, but I've jumped it to the first spot, Mike, because it's topical, and I want to make sure we get to it, because I, I just got this uh, Inco Rimo letter out of the mailbox this morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after I dropped the kids off to school, hit the P.O. box, had a handful of letters in there. I read this one, and I was like, I have to read this on the show. Okay. Because it's... It's a, it's actually related to a story I've told on the show before. I'm almost positive I've told this story. But regardless, it's something that me and uh, you'll you'll see who uh, we we talk about this all the time and it's related to pin shows. So, to Brad Dowdy. Greetings. My name is Andrew and we met awkwardly at the DC Pin Show. One night while skulking around the lobby, too shy to approach anyone, I saw pink hair. However, I was too shy to say hello to Anna Reinert. Then I saw no hair, or that is the bald head of Matt from the pin habit, but I was hesitant to say hello. Finally, after wandering around the second floor of the hotel, I saw both of them by the elevator and decided to approach. I shook each of their hands and explained how I've enjoyed their content online. Then I asked to the third person standing at the elevator, are you her husband? No, I'm Brad from the pin addict. Ugh. I think I have heard of you before. I felt kind of bad after that unintentional burn. Sorry about that. (laughs) I am happy to say that as penance, I committed to listening to your podcast when I got home. I have been, I have been ever since. (laughs) Thanks for your great content. I am not sure if I will be at DC this year, but I may just to say hello properly. Plus to meet Mike. Sincerely, Andrew. This was one of the highlights of the DC Pen Show. <laughs> when this happened, me and Anna and Matt were all standing at the elevator, just exactly as he said. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I told this story before. It was Matt and Anna didn't let me live down that moment oh for the rest of the God. show. And I absolutely ate it up. When people who didn't know any of us or knew just Anna and not me or Matt... I would always introduce myself as Anna's husband the rest of the show. It was so good. And Andrew, poor Andrew, he like came by the next day. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, look, there's no reason you should know me. So <laughs> you know, funny. that's so funny. Because <laughs> you know? everyone there is like, well, you know, it's Brad Dowdy. You know, it's Brad Dowdy. Come on, it's the he pen addict. It- <laughs> So me and Anna and Matt, just like the rest of the time, they were asking, like, who are you again? Like, to me, it, it was the best. Man. And I wanted to point this out because this is what we do at pen shows. 
we have fun. Mm-hmm. No one cares who nope. anyone is. Nope. No one cares if you're embarrassed, shy. Everyone is so open, welcoming, has the best attitudes. I mean, we just, I mean, now Andrew became our friend the rest of the show yep. because he gave us a moment. We can now tell this story over and over again. And it's just wonderful. So if you're at LA and you're listening to this, just come say hi. You know, you can tell me, I don't know who you are and we'll get the biggest kick out of it. And we'll just think it's, it's hilarious, but it's just, that's, that's what I take away from these pen shows stories like that. Like I couldn't wait to tell this story, like on the podcast last year when it happened, because it was so funny and we don't take ourselves seriously at all. We just don't. I love it. And I love it. It's so funny. Like I got, I got more <laughs> traction out of this story, and to him to write this letter and for me to get it out of the inbox today, um, the timing was perfect, and that he still remembers. Like he, what he says is exactly how it happened. It was priceless, um, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful moment that I'll never forget. And Anna and Matt, we won't forget that. Um, and you know, now Andrew's, you know, a permanent part of our, of our storytelling history at one of these shows. That's what these pen shows are about. And that's Mm -hmm. what you should know if you've never been to a pen show, it's not about the pens. It's about the people and the stories that you can tell afterwards. So thank you, Andrew, for making my show last year and for making my day today and reminding me to tell people to just do it when you're at the shows, just do it. We're all shy. We're all introverted but we're all there for the same reasons and that's to have fun and to meet people and to tell stories. So it's great. Thank you. It's just, just brilliant. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> all right. So let's get into uh, the, the traditional ask TPA. We mm-hmm. got a few, uh, we can, we can run through these real quickly. So Logan, this is perennially one of the diff- most difficult questions we get. Yep. That's why I put it in there. It is yep. the question. It is the question, and it is the hardest question to answer. Mm-hmm. So, high school graduation, recommendation for my cousin. I'm thinking fountain pen, opaque, elegant, refined, and beginner-friendly, max budget of $100 for pen and ink. This is such a difficult question. Like, I honestly, I'll, I'm tempted to go a little bit over budget because the first thing I think of in this price range that is the best for a gift is a Pelican M205 in various colors. They run a little bit more than that though. Sometimes you can find them for like 90 and then get a bottle of Pelican ink, you know, like Pelican turquoise or Pelican blue black. I think those make really great gifts. They're a little expensive. Um, if you have to buy today and can't shop around for it. My second thought is Twisby 580 AL in one of the colors with a cool bottle of ink. That one might be more of a wow kind of thing. I don't know that it's elegant. You know, it's, I guess it's opaque. <laughs> it's fully opaque, you know, completely clear uh, demonstrator. Um, you know, the Pelican's more refined. Um, people in the chat room are saying, you know, some of the, uh, the Platinum 3776, if you can find it for under a hundred bucks, that's a no brainer. Um, they actually do have the opaque barrels um, in the Chartreuse blue and the black. So that's a really good choice. So this is a really, really tough, tough question for me to answer, um, especially if you have to go, okay, I need to go click buttons today. So do you have anything that, uh, 
I, I'm missing here? Like, is, See, is there, I, eh. I, I think I'm going more down market with mine. Like, I, yeah. I would say, honestly, uh, a Twisby Eco. If you're yeah. buying this pen for somebody who doesn't really use fountain pens, I feel like something like a Pelican is not the right... It, I don't think it's the right choice mm-hmm. because I think it's it's too much. Um, and to somebody who maybe doesn't really get p- fountain pens or pens, like if this is the person you're buying it for, honestly, mm-hmm. I think that something like a Twisby Eco would do the job from the surprise factor mm-hmm. just because it's like, wow, like what is this thing, right? Like it's not... It doesn't look like the average pen that you find in the office supply store. So that's where yeah. I would go, mostly because as well, like if they don't like it, you haven't spent a ton of money, but it's still yeah. enough money that it could be a gift. You know, like it's still gift gift money. Um, right. And you could buy a nice ink and, and that kind of thing. So that, that's that's the, re- the realm that I would go in, just because like if I'm... Yeah. If I'm trying to get people excited about fountain pens, that's the pen that I go to now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go outside fountain pens, the ones I recommend in this price bracket are both the or either of the Lamy 2000 ballpoint or rollerball. Those are spectacular pens for the price. Um, they're like in the 60 to $70 range. They're not fountain pens, but they're wonderful pens. Wonderful writers make stunning gifts. So... This is, I like, I don't have a stock answer for no. this question, and I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it just depends on when you're going to push the button and, you know, how risky do you want to play it. So tough, tough question. All right. So next one's from Todd, who I hope to see in LA. He's making the trek down from San Francisco, may have time to swing by the show. He says, Do you ever lose pins? What's the nicest pin you've lost? And have you seen my Lamy 2000? <laughs> Todd, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you're going through this right now. Yeah, I have not seen it, and I don't lose pens. It's yeah. not a thing for me. I'm way too anal retentive to not know where the things I have are mm-hmm. at most of the times. I have misplaced pens in my house, and they have turned up later. I have not exited my house and not returned with a pen. It's just not in my in my uh, modus operandi. It's just not something that even happens. Um, you know, some people are more prone to losing things or misplacing things. Um, I'm not one of those people. It just it. Sorry, <laughs> I don't lose pens. Hmm. I don't lose them. Yeah, and there was that time where I misplaced a, a Karis Customs pen for a while, but yeah. it was just it was still in my house, right? Like it just wasn't right. where I expected it to be. Yeah, no, that um, happens. Yeah. I don't I don't lose pens. And and even then like that's not I mean it's still an expensive enough pen, but it, we're not talking like hundreds and hundreds. Like mm. I don't think I will ever lose one of those pens. It this yeah. is just not a thing for me. Like I'm very much of the belief that once you spend a little bit of money on a pen, you don't lose it. You know, mm-hmm. I've said this many times because I just think that you end up just keeping your eye on it a bit more. Of course, there are uh, there are hiccups, and Todd, I'm so sorry about your Lamy 2000. But yeah, yes. I'm in the lucky crew where I don't lose anything. And as yes. Rez is pointing out in the chat room, I have probably horrifically jinxed myself now. Oh, that's the Someone's going to yeah, steal a pen happens. from me at a pen show now, just to prove a point. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that'll be me. It'll yeah. probably be Jeff. It'll yeah. probably be Jeff. Yeah. So. It'll be Jeff. Definitely. <laughs> um. 
So this next question, we probably could have covered this around the first question, but it's Mm -hmm. actually easier to answer, um, even though there's no wrong answer. Jason asks, which pen would you recommend for daily writing? Platinum 3776, Sailor 1911, Standard or Pilot Custom 74? Um, I'll answer this because you haven't done... uh, I've got any of the... the, You don't? You don't? Yeah, you don't have a 1911 or 74. So there's no wrong answer, number one. If there is an aesthetic of the pen that you prefer over the others, purchase that because you're not going to get a bad writer out of the bunch. Gun to my head, put them in order. I'm going Pilot 74, Platinum 3776, Sailor 1911. But we're talking a 1A, B, and C thing, not a 1, 2, and 3 thing here. Yeah, They're that close. Just... Blind picking up for anyone to write, I think the 74 is the best writer. I think 3776 is the most interesting nib performance. And I honestly, I picked the Sailor last because the 1911 is my least favorite style, but it doesn't mean the nib's not good. Um, But I, that's there's no wrong answer here. Like I said, it's a 1ABC thing, not mm-hmm. a 1, 2, and 3 thing. So... And I'll let you take this next one. So Kate wants to know what UK-based pen retailers do you recommend? What you got, Michael? Uh, I have four. Um, I have Colt Pens, uh, Tiger Pens, The Writing Desk, and Bureau Direct. So there'll be Mm -hmm. links to all of those in the show notes. These are companies that I've used um, and have had good experiences with with all of them. Um, You know, I will mention, right, there are, you can get stuff from from US places and you can get like good good prices on them, but of course you can get hit by customs and stuff like that. So sometimes it can be easier or quicker to grab something from the UK if you're in the UK or in Europe. Mm -hmm. And therefore places that that I've had good experiences with. Yeah, and in in the grand scheme of getting feedback from other people shopping at other places, all of those like rank really, really well yep. with what people um, tell me about their, their purchasing in the UK. I obviously have experience with Cult Pens. Um, they're a past sponsor. They're a customer of Knock. Um, they do great job. Um, I've shopped from them um, in the US to get things that I couldn't get over here, and uh, the experience has always been wonderful. But Tiger Pens, Writing Direct, direct Desk, and Bureau Direct – all uh, rank really, really highly with the feedback that I get online. All right, let's wrap it up with this one question, which I do get from time to time. So Kathy says, my Retro 51 Tornado is great 70% of the time, but it keeps skipping. Is this normal? Normal is a funny word. (sighs) Yeah, that's where I'm starting. Normal? No. It's a refill problem. And it tends to happen with the Schmidt refill from time to time you have to replace the refill unfortunately it's uh i don't want to say it's the cost of doing business but there's bum refills out there it tends to happen in the p8127 and 26 from time to time that you get a bum refill i've had one i've scrapped it put in another refill unfortunately you're gonna have to take that two or three dollar hit replace your refill um you just get bum ones from time to time and that's one I see it with, unfortunately, probably yeah. more often than others, wouldn't you say? Oh, 100%. Like, this is the thing. Like, it's not normal, but it is no. It is a problem that occurs. It is a thing. So, like, it is a normal issue, but it's not normal mm. performance. Normal performance with the Retro 51 refill, the P126 refill, the P127 refill 
it should be as smooth as you like. There should yeah. be no issues. And if there are issues, it's about refill. So if you've had the pen for a while, you know, sometimes they dry up a little bit and that can cause it. Um, so just get some new refills. Um, other than that, if it's new, contact the person you bought it from. Uh, most companies, in my experience, will, will help you out. Like if you've just received it and the refill isn't great um, and you, you have no plans of like buying a bunch for your own self anyway, like because maybe you want to just have some, um, then I would just say just just drop an email to uh, to the company that you bought it from. Yep, yep. I'm sure they'd be happy to shoot you out a new refill if it's yeah. a recent purchase. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's an unfortunate issue with that refill. Sometimes I've had one um, out of all the ones I've had just straight up um, not right properly and mm-hmm. swapped it out and it's been good to go. So it's just a thing with that one, unfortunately. So yep. All right, I think uh, that wraps it up for this week, so. Mike. Uh, next week should be interesting. I'll be back from L.A. Mm. Um, I have to go finish packing today because I leave tomorrow. And uh, I'm really excited for my first pin show of the year, and I hope to meet a lot of listeners and readers out there this I, week. I got that jealousy. Yeah. it's hey. Jealousy. Atlanta will be here before you know I it. I know, man. Like, and then as soon as we're done with that, then we're on the road to D.C., yeah, it's it's uh, the years go by fast these days, but it's all fun. So go find our show notes today, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 244. Huge list today. And of course, uh, right up the top there, you'll find a link to the Kickstarter. If you want to contribute, we would be very happy with that. And we very thankful. Uh, we have 10 days left, as we said at the start of the show. If you want to find Brad online, there's a couple of places you can do that. Go to penaddict.com or knock.co for his writing and for his products. You can find him on Twitter. He is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And he is penaddict on Instagram. I am I Mike I M Y K E on Penadic on Penadic. I keep doing that on <laughs> Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. That's where I am. I guess I'm I Mike on Penadic as well, but like I just don't show up very often. Forward slash jobs. Yeah, relay.fm <laughs> slash jobs. If you want to work with me. <laughs> I don't know if you do. I just find that I find this hilarious and I'm going to make your life harder. I know. I don't know if like, I mean, I think, I think I'm nice to work with. Am I nice to work with? (laughs) I mean, I can put up with you for like an hour and a half a week. So yeah, I'm good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to our sponsors. (laughs) Squarespace, Blue Apron and Pen Chalet. We're back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. (sighs) 